Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it. appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. What's going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, uh, August 14th, 2018. Uh, and this is episode number four. Fuck, no. No, not quite. Yeah, there's this right. 436? Yeah. Oh, it just flows off the tongue of the Pounds on Pages podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Joining me tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Weekends are for ho shit. <laughs> Jose Guzman. I haven't talked to him in a while, but is his hat still on fire? <laughs> uh, probably. I had to guess. Part of his whole fucking gimmick. And uh, Kelly Harris is here. Juice boxes made me shit my pants. <laughs> uh, Favorite tweet of the day. Won't read on Facebook. Happy friend anniversary, Kelly. <laughs> Happy friend anniversary. Oh, you guys Beautiful are so thing. sweet. You guys, you guys. Yeah, let's uh, pull up that Kelly tweet and read it aloud on the podcast because it is phenomenal. <laughs> At Comic Geek Kelly, 10 hours ago, when I was in third grade, I drank too many orange high C juice boxes, and all the citrus or something made me shit my pants in class, so it goes to show that there really can be too much of a good thing. <laughs> and it's, it's a true life lesson. Yeah, that's definitely... Definitely wanted to take that shit to the bank. I saw yeah, that like, tweet. One day, I just drank, like, six of those. Just six of those juice boxes in one day. It was a great day. And I saw that tweet. Day, I'm sitting in class, and I go to a fart, and that's when I first learned you should never trust a fart because mm. I just shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's also called your forties. <laughs> I just lean over to the the girl that sat next to me and go, "Hey, I pooped myself." <laughs> She's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I, <laughs> I pooped my pants. What do I do?" Uh, She's pooping. like, "You you tell you tell the teacher." I was like, "All right." So I rose my hand and said, teacher, I pooped myself. <laughs> Can I go to the office? Never pooped myself. But uh, as a, a poorly young man in the early 90s, uh, I did one time 
uh, ripped the seam on the side of my, uh, let's just, for lack of a better term, they were like a Zubaz style pant. Nice. It's not Zubaz necessarily, but that kind of whatever the As fuck the seam should be wearing. Yeah, on the and they were on the like the, the <laughs> outside seam, like so. Like I sat down, it ripped. I examined it. It just got bigger. Like right before like recess time happened, and so everyone else gets up, and I just kind of sit there. I'm like, no, no, we're not going. And the teacher comes in. I'm it was first grade. She's like, aren't you gonna go play? I'm like. No, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, well, why not? And I just sort of stood up and like. By this point, the rip is practically to my knee. <laughs> <laughs> and she just her chin hits the floor and her hands cover her face as if I were bleeding. Like in that respect, <laughs> it wasn't quite that serious. It's your job to get your shit together and be the adult. <laughs> so she handled it very poorly. But you know. This is the no cell phone era. So I just had to just sit in the back of the room the entire rest of the class and wait for the bell to ring at the end of the class today. It was awful. When I, I was saw- in, oh, fuck, I can't remember what grade I was in. It was maybe second or third. It might have been third, too. You know, it was recess. It was snowy outside, so we were, you know, wearing snow pants and shit so we could play in the snow. And I go to pull off my snow pants, and I guess all of my pants came with it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> underpants and all. But here's the thing. <laughs> Little Kelly baby dick. No one saw. Oh. I looked around, and no <laughs> one said anything. No one looked at me. So I was like, hell yeah. I showed my dick and got away. <laughs> this, this is a pass. We got a pass from the universe. Yeah, yeah. No, that happened, and no one ever knew until this very moment. I don't think I've ever actually told this story before. Well, since we're sharing stories, we've never told anybody before. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember that time I shared on the side of 429? Yeah. So, I couldn't tell this story in Vegas because I was still at, at his house. And he didn't know. <laughs> so, we drive out and we're, you know, to shoot. Like the sunset, and like I start to not feel good in the stomach area. But I was like, "All right, well, fuck it." Doctors yeah. call that poopy tummy. Oh, they do, and and it was carrying, and it's like a twenty-five, thirty-minute drive out there. So, like, we done committed. <laughs> we're already out here. But you're also going to the desert, so exactly. <laughs> So luckily, though, in in my my backpack of you know tactical road gear, you mean your book bag? What do you call it? Backpack. You called it a backpack, and you usually call it a book bag. Oh, well, I'm switching it up. 2018, baby. Um, so I have my handy travel wipes. Yep. And I'm just sitting there, you know, we're setting up the time lapse and I'm trying to get through it and fucking be all right. And it's, and it's fine. And it's not all right. So I get up, I walk away from everybody. It calms down. We set up the next shot. It's not all right. Then it is all right. And this goes on for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Just battling with like, oh God. You should have time lapsed the turtle head poking out. 
<laughs> so it got to the point where we all go to sit. You know, the time lapse thing set. There's nothing more we can do. So we're like, okay, cool. Here's some cool rocks to sit down. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I could sit and stop moving, I'll be fine. But nope. Once I got into that like position of sitting, oh, my no. mind was like, oh, you're on the <laughs> toilet now. Let's go. Oh. I was like, okay, God, I gotta go. But luckily, they were there. So I like kind of snuck out without anyone noticing I was gone. Like ran down, I don't know, two, three, four hundred feet down the road, like across the street in like the ditch dip where no one could see me, and just fucking went to town on some poor little cactus. Sorry, guy. <laughs> I feel very lucky to have never had to do that. Come close a couple times, well, but never had to actually go for it. Feel feel good about it. Just. Crossing off highways in different states that I've shit off of. <laughs> in dire needs. Of- hey, man. You need a goal, dude. It's important. I, I appreciate it. I posted this story on Twitter either last <laughs> week. He just got a map on his wall with pins in it. <laughs> oh, but man. bright side of that story is I have yet to shit my pants in a, team, a, a time of dire need. Nice. So I'll call that a win. <clears throat> So uh, we moved to Florida in January of 92. I was in fifth grade at the time. So January 28th, 1992 was my first day at my new elementary school, fifth grade. Got through most of the day, made some friends, had a good time. And then I start getting, getting the poopy tummy, getting the bubble guts. And I start going towards the back of the room. Got that mud butt. Well, actually, it was it was pukey. Oh, even so worse. Gonna, oh, no. Oh, the bootleg goo, goo guts. Yeah. I started heading towards the back of the classroom where the bathroom was, and I grabbed the doorknob, and it's locked. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I just unload in the oh. back of the classroom. Projectile <laughs> vomiting my first day. Oh. Of fifth grade in this new school, you know they, they've they've all known each other for months now, and I'm the new kid, and I'm just you're the new kid that just puked all over the fucking yes, just everything up chucking all over the back of the classroom. The teacher grabs me and chucks me out of the door because I'm <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> I'm continuing to puke. Like it wasn't just like a bleh. Oh, I feel better. It was. Bleh, 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 bleh. You went full Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck you. <laughs> so he throws me out. So they were. It's portables all connected by uh, awnings and shit. So he threw me out the door and I'm outside. And I continue to puke. I'm leaning up against the, the wall. Of the classroom, I'm just oh. as oh the rest of fifth grade is coming back from PE, walking past me. So, like, at least uh, through middle school, there was at least one dude who was like, Oh, you're that guy who was puking. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible. 
It was a pretty good first impression. Nailed it. Uh, Jose, I think you might have your wrong mic set. Or your mic is not pointing in the right direction. I'll point your mic. Please. Please do. Where's it at? It's not quite right. How about that? There you go. Much better. So I guess it doesn't matter backwards or not. (laughs) I thought we determined that. No, we determined what what direction I needed to speak into, but I just thought it accepted it from both angles. Uh, Just like your mom. Beat me by this much. (laughs) Apparently not, though, because it doesn't. Let's see. What else is going on here? Let's see. Um, Let me hit the notes. What the fuck's going Uh, on? I spent most of the day Saturday uh, at Vanderbilt Hospital with a friend. Her grandfather was very ill, had an accident, and it was like, he might die today. It was super bummer. But fucking dude turned it around, went home the next day. Nice. It went from get everyone together to 36 hours later being like, I guess you can go. It's kind of crazy. So good that's awesome. Yeah, Thanks, that's like the Carl. best case scenario. So um, he said, "Not today, Satan." Basically, what that meant is I played <laughs> uh, Mega Man X three for fucking hours on the Switch. And let me tell you, that game is hard. Uh, I thought I'd played all of those games, but I, either either I never played this one or I played it like once on a rental. Mega Man X three is that directed by Brett Ratner? Uh yes, it's like <laughs> the one everybody likes to talk shit about. No. Good performance Does by Mega Kelsey Man Grammer X7 though. Seven have a sweet video package featuring Limp Biscuit. Absolutely, one thousand percent yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I got um, I got um, the rest of this one. And I got four, and then uh, five through eight are in the other collection. I'll pick that, check that out when it comes up when uh when I'm done. But boy. What a, what a solid damn value those X collections are. Um, other kind of give it to you. Big thing uh, for the week is I sold a mattress, a futon mattress on the internet. Oh, that had to be a real winner. It was an interesting experience. So we we, so we used to have a futon up here in the office, and then I said, "Fuck that!" It was broken. Didn't work very well. Didn't work very well anymore. It was just a bed forever. So fuck it. I want to clear this space out for shelves. Built shelves. Kept the mattress. So it's was, it was a very Japanese-style guest room. Just a mattress on the floor for, <laughs> like, years. <laughs> it was been a long time. And then finally, I don't know what it was that kind of made a lovely wife get a hair up her ass about this mattress. But she's like, let's get rid of this mattress. And I'm like, well, where's Goat going to sleep? Because this is where Goat sleeps. She's like, I'm one of these 17 fucking air mattresses that we have. And I'm like, good point. Fine. I'm not going to just throw it away. I'm going to sell it. She says, no one's going to buy this mattress. I said, I will bet you $100. Someone will buy this fucking futon mattress. (laughs) Sold it for 15. She's like, no. Just you fucking watch. So I put the futon mattress up on uh, Let Go. Basically, like an internet yard sale. Thing. Seen the commercials for that? Yeah. Um, between Wednesday and Friday, I feel that no less than fourteen chats <laughs> about this mattress. This is Trump's America. Like, shit is I, so tough out there. I really and truly was confident that I'd be able to sell this thing. It was a <laughs> doubt in my mind. 
I'd be able to sell it. But wasn't expecting to like I ended up getting more than asking price for it. <laughs> hey. Because the one chick goddamn bid war. Because, <laughs> because I had two people okay, I can get it Saturday. Okay, cool, no problem. And then someone else like, hey, I want it. I'm like, oh, this chick's coming Saturday. If she fucking flakes, you can have it Saturday. And then another person, I want it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, chick's coming Saturday. And she's like, hey. And it was 25 bucks, right? Nothing crazy. 25 bucks. Just get the fuck out of here. Give me $25. Prove my wife right. My right, wife wrong. And she's like, I'll give you 30 and come for it tomorrow. And I'm like, then fucking it's yours, lady. <laughs> Go nuts. <laughs> But not. But before that, the first person who was like, "I want it," I'm like, "Great, no problem." Again, twenty five dollars is the asking price. I'm like, "Cool, no problem, man. It's yours." He says, "Cool. Let me just see if I can borrow some money from a couple of people." <laughs> Been there, am I right? I was like, "Huh." I'll tell you what, right now, the guy that has to pool twenty five dollars is not coming to my fucking house. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. No way in black as hell that guy's coming to this house. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I've been there. I've not had 25 bucks. I found uh, an audio clip of Lee fielding offers for his futon matches right here. So this uh, lady rolled up on a Friday afternoon. Well, there's a little old lady and her husband with a pickup truck. She's like, hey, help me throw this bitch in the back of the tarp. I'm like, okay, fine. She's going to put it in the loft in her apartment, in her, in her, in her house. And so, like, you know, I sent Nicole. She's like, they're not going to happen. I sent Nicole a picture, and I was like, oh, yeah? Mr. Jackson and the Abes say hello. Put on $30 damn dollars. And she's like, that is so gross. gross. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like look. I'm not going to buy a mattress on the internet, but I'll take your fucking money if you want to buy one of mine. Right. She's like, the things that have happened on that mattress, I'm like, what's happened on this mattress? I mean, how many times did Kerouac use it? She's like, how many people have had sex on that mattress? And I'm like, my my estimation, let's say seven. (laughs) (laughs) Like seven? Yeah, you know, at least one of them double dipped. (laughs) Let's say seven. There's a lot of history on that mattress. Call it a crouton. Someone very happy. Name names. <laughs> so yeah, that that that, that was uh, quite the adventure. Uh, and then went uh, to Opry Mills in Nashville, big outlet mall, uh, to do uh, some build a bear for the kids. And I was trying to find some shoes. That didn't work because neither the Converse outlet nor the Nike outlet had fucking shoes that would fit me in a style that wasn't outrageously hideous. Because, uh, you know, got these fucking coffee tables into my ankles. It's ridiculous. And you wear what? Ham hocks for feet. So you, you were 13? Uh, 15. Okay. 15. Uh, sometimes a 16, depending on the brand. Uh, so, like, so that 14 to 16 window, depending on what it is. Like, I can sometimes get into like a 14 Nike. Uh, fuck out of here with anything less than a 15 and a Skechers. Like a 16 and a Fila. It's preposterous. It's oh, Fila. Man, seventh grade, I was all about Fila. I Fila, Fila. <laughs> I have no brand loyalty when it comes to shoes. They just got to fucking fit. It's got to fit and preferably not be $100. Like, I, <laughs> that, that, that's all. You know. I searched for an entire summer for a white Fila visor. 
a fila visor. visor? That's that's pretty baller, son. <laughs> but while we were unsuccessful in finding shoes, uh, we did dip into that Lego store. And they had that Voltron on one of the display cases built. Mm-hmm. And that's all she fucking wrote. So oh. we, we brought home that Lego Voltron, and I'm very excited so to build that. All of them? You don't have to buy, like, separate Lego packs? Fuck that. No. That no. would be kind of cool, though. And it all, and, and all it transforms into all five lions. They're articulated little models. It's fucking rad. And I was not expecting it to be so big in the store. Like, it's, it's, it's hefty. I am very excited to build that thing after I finish this goddamn Technodrome. Which I got one sitting left of the Technodrome, and then it is done. Nice. And then I get to make it look all cool. The eyeball on it last week. Getting there. Yeah, that's. I cool. sent uh, our podcast message the picture. Or I went to the Lego store in Disney Springs, and I sent a picture of the Voltron, and then something else. What was the other thing I sent? Um. Shit! What was that? I forget. Oh, I found it. Oh, the fucking chess set. Oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw that in person too. It's Le- super cool. Lego chess set. It's it's pretty dope. How and big then, are the pieces in person? Say like, again. What size board are we looking at? Well, it's one thousand four hundred and fifty pieces. Uh, and it also says it's two and one. Oh, so it's checkers too. Of it's course, it's checkers too, and um. The board opens up. You can store all the pieces inside the board. Like it's kind of everything you can I'm want. I'm gonna out of a chess assume set, but it's a full sized chess set, and it's like forty, sixty bucks. Like not outrageous. Forty three ninety nine. I'm looking at yeah. the picture right now. And then I saw a picture today. Lego. You know they Lee. You and Nicole do the whole Lego City thing. Oh yeah. You got the whole city built out. They have a Lego Lego store that you could add to your city. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. That's kind of weird. But it's pretty. I love all that shit. We, we, we are running out of space in that room. Too sweet. It's, it's, it's a real problem. Time to buy a new house. Ugh. How many more futons can you sell? Yeah. <laughs> Killed me uh, on no uncertain terms. We're moving in 2020. Oh, we moving. Fucking wrap your head around it. We're selling Quickly, this bitch and moving. Top like, six worst wanna. things about moving. <laughs> if you want to bury me in the backyard of this motherfucker, I'd be okay with it. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. That's all I got going on. What's going on with you, Nice? Uh, big thing this week for me was two nights of the May Young Classic, Wednesday and Thursday. Dude, those are some crazy long tapings. They are. They really are, uh, especially night two. We didn't get out of there until almost eleven, and you know Mary. Come ten o'clock, she starts turning into a pumpkin. So she really hung in there. But man, yeah, first night is the first round, so sixteen matches and one dark match essentially. That's a lot. And then the next night is round two, round three, and then the semifinals. So it's. Eight matches, four matches, two matches. What's that math? Fourteen? And then they had another three filler matches on top of that. And it was that, 
that weren't in tournament matches? Right, right. They brought back some of the wrestlers from night one to do like tag team matches. You know, since they flew them in, you might as well get two nights work out yeah. of them. Okay, all right, fair enough. But yeah, great stuff. Saw a lot of really awesome women's wrestling. And my girl Rhea Ripley made it all the way to the semifinals. She was the one that I talked about last year that was like 20 at the time. And she's she's from Australia and she's just jacked. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> just yoked. Just yoked. And since then, she's turned heel. So she's looking all like biker. Red guy, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Metalhead. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. And she's like, she's. Six six, probably. She's big. She's a big. She's a big girl. She could knock out some dudes, I'm sure. And beautiful. And she made it all the way. Almost all. She lost to Kelly's girl EO in the semifinals. Who is this year's Kyrie Sane? The, you know the the main um, Japanese lady that they're pushing. I'm not going to say the word that I said in our private chat. <laughs> Please don't. That was, and it, I don't say that. I just say that because Jose says that. They <laughs> don't be blaming me. <laughs> don't say the word, Jose. <laughs> don't say the other F word, Jose. Don't say that one. Please Which one? don't. This chick, Rhea Ruby, looks like she could be like she looks like she could be an American Gladiator. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. that kind of a build. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bless her heart. Which uh, apparently I, may be coming back. Yes, uh, Seth Rogen yeah. is talking about rebooting American Gladiators. I know Seth Rogen is at a place where his career, where he's made enough money and has enough clout, whatever that is, to just be like, fuck Let's it. make this cool shit that I like. Yeah. Like, 100%. I like Preacher and The Boys, and you know what? American Gladiators, let's go. <laughs> just a it's young Canadian right boy pocket. watching American Gladiators thinking, someday... That's going to be us. Monday, he's also Monday. now, apparently, uh, he went and recorded a bunch of stuff. He's now the voice of, like, the public transit system in uh, Vancouver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, all the, the subway, you know, uh, automated message, whatever. It's all Seth Rogen. <laughs> Here's Seth Rogen. Coming up. Welcome, uh, to <laughs> Welcome to the Vancouver. I keep wanting to say Vancouver. <laughs> if they don't use that term in Vancouver, they should. Obviously. So yeah, Man Classic was awesome. Uh, they're going to be airing it. Psh, I forget. But they're going to do the finals at that all-women's pay-per-view evolution in October. So look forward to No spoilers, though. Don't want to get talked to by Hunter about uh, texting spoilers to my friends. Oh, I was That's doing it. still insane. I was doing it so subvert, too. Like, as soon as the match was in, I'm like... <laughs> That's what happens when you fucking pre-tape a show. Calm down. And then besides that, you know, still following the movie pass drama. And one of my new favorite things is just to search movie pass on Twitter and see <laughs> all the people that are just salty, just super salty. And we haven't seen a movie in weeks because of all the problems that they've been having. And, and they do this thing now where 
if you open the app in the morning and you check a theater, there's all kinds of movies that you can see. But come 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, like today, we could have seen Mission Impossible at 10.30 and that's it. And all weekend, it was Slender Man, and that's it. And then you see MoviePass tweeting ads for Slender Man and sending you emails about Slender Man. You're like, huh. Oh, isn't that so that's, interesting. that's how we're doing this. Working for who here? <laughs> but tomorrow is supposed to be the day that the new pricing, uh, you know, subscriptions go into effect. So instead of one movie a day it's going to be three movies a month for the people that do the monthly subscription so hoping things will shake themselves out and we might be able to see a movie sometime in the next eight months that our subscription is still running and then last thing i got the email as we were sitting at night one of the May Young Classic. Oh, yeah. That my NECA movie Ninja Turtles had been delivered. And boy, oh boy, are, are they, they just as good you hope they'd be. Yeah. You know? That's fucking great. Just, I can't say a bad thing about them. Except for, I wish I had a Casey Jones. I wish I had a April O'Neil. I wish I had 10 foot soldiers, a shredder, and a super shredder. But that'll all come eventually. Yeah, I know that they they doing the uh, quarter scale quarter scale foot soldier, right? And they also talked about a quarter scale shredder at San Diego. That just screams, you know, one to two years down the line, we'll do them in a seven inch scale yeah. thing. So I, I would not lose out hope. I, I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. So they all look beautiful. And the they're really poseable, and almost all the joints are hidden. Which I was going to ask about that because like I've got a couple of my joints. I got a couple of those. Like I've got the NECA figures. Like I just bought the Godzilla the other day, and it's got really good hidden joints. And like they put um, those like rubber clothes on some of the people. Like how does mm-hmm. like how does it work on those things? Are they uh, just hidden joints, or they're like extra parts to hide them over like like a body well like they got the wristbands and the elbow pads and the knee sure. pads and those are all rubberized nice and for very the, smart design for the elbows with, with gear yeah. yeah oh yeah for the elbows and the knees they're double joints so it That's covers nice. that up you got like and an then, ab crunch or something and like a rubber shell or something uh well the shell is one piece and then the ab crunch they can ab crunch within the shell. So, like, they yeah. can move independent of the shell, kind of, their shoulders and their upper body. You know, there's not much that you can't do with them. They they come with four extra sets of hands, you know, for all, all the turtles. So there's thumbs up, there's flat hands, there's the hands where... Raph can kind of hold the sigh in between his fingers. Sure. You know? Uh, there's a can of mutagen that the uh, lid pops off. There's a pizza box with a coupon and eight slices of pizza. They all come with their weapons. I wish they each had a alternate head, but I'm not going to look a gift horse. They each come with an alternate bandana. <laughs> That's cool. So you can pose, 
their bandana in different poses. And then, well, let me talk about this goddamn box. This package <laughs> that looks like the VHS box. That That's was so cool. one of my selling points for this set. And I take them out of the box and I'm playing with them. And then I'm looking at the box. And I'm like, you know, I thought it was a recreation of the VHS box. You know, same pictures and everything. They just changed the text. No, they recreated each photo of the turtles from the VHS box with the figures. That's and insane. I didn't realize it until I was looking up close. They're, That's they're that good. And then, to top it all off, I also got that building diorama. And that thing is massive. It is, you know, there's no action features or functionality to it besides displaying your figures on it. But it's the prettiest playset I've ever owned in my life. It's got uh, clear windows. It's got yeah, a, an air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, well, when they had it at Toy Fair, they kind of showed it off and it looked like it was just like a display piece, like like just for Toy Fair. They didn't yeah. had no indication they're going to sell it, and it was um, uh, very like it was more like cartoon color. It's a very like kind of pastel or whatever. But this one, is, it looks like it looks real. They wash straight like, out of the movie. Shit. Yeah, that's fucking cool, yeah. man. And there's some assembly required. It is. About as difficult to put together as a Lego set. Because there's 40 individual bricks that you have to plug in in different spots. And you got to cool. put together the windows. Uh, it, it was not easy to put together. But once it's all together, it looks magnificent. I need to rearrange my office. Put this sucker upon one of my Ikea floating shelves. I'm going to do the three movie turtles on the middle ledge. And then the Nick Turtles on the bottom ledge, and then Ooh. the original Turtles on the top ledge, and maybe throw a bunch of the supporting characters in there, too. Solid. I'm so excited. Solid choice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a solid purchase. I'm very happy. It might reappear later on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. What do you got going on, Kelly? Uh, the G1's finally over. Oh, God damn, I've been watching it for seven years. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, wrapped up on Sunday. Uh, we had shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some real good stuff on those. On the Friday show, you had the A-Block finals, which were uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, that match was tremendous. They went to a 30-minute time limit draw. Uh, Tanahashi did not have to win the match. He had just had to have it. He just had to not lose because he was up in the points. So Okada needed the win. And Tanahashi was able to hold him off to the draw. Uh, I like what they're doing with the long-term storytelling with those two because initially when uh, Okada debuted really in New Japan as his current form in 2012, he was able to beat Tanahashi and catch him by surprise. But pretty much after that, Tanahashi beat him every single time until about 2015. 
when Okada was finally able to overcome him and has been beating him ever since. And so the story really is that even though Tanahashi tried his best to win, even though he didn't have to, he still couldn't put him away. So Tanahashi moves on to the finals. That takes us to Saturday's show. Uh, Saturday, you still had three guys in play. Uh, the semi-main event saw Naito lose to Zack Sabre Jr., effectively eliminating him from the tournament. And a huge shock. No one really expected ZSJ to win. Which meant the final of the B block was down to Kenny Omega taking on his golden lover, Kota Ibushi. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the match was very good. I wouldn't go match of the year. Um, you could definitely tell they were holding back. They're leaving a lot left in the tank for their next match against each other. Abushi uh, won, and that leads to a final between him and Tanahashi, which was awesome. I went the full five stars on it. As far as I'm concerned, it's a per- it's a perfect match. Like there was, I praise son. There Impressed. was really nothing I could critique about the match. I loved it. So yeah, uh, Tanahashi versus Ibushi was a fantastic match. I highly recommend checking it out. And uh, I guess I'll go... I've, I've been spoiling things already, so I'll just say Tanahashi wins. And so he's going to the Tokyo Dome to challenge whoever's got the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at that point. You've got the fucking stones to face him. Yeah. Right now it's Omega. We'll see if he holds on to the belt. Yeah, so the G1's done. It was a really good tournament. A little too long. But, <laughs> you know, that comes with the territory of it being an enorm- the biggest tournament in wrestling. Uh, Overall, uh, satisfied with the results? Oh, very. Good. Very. Very good tournament. Um, so then, yeah, ever since then, I've just been catching up on everything that I wasn't able to watch <laughs> in that time. So I've started watching more anime, what other other wrestling and i've i've i think i talked about it last week i actually started to make a list of the wrestling i need to watch so i've been knocking things off of there and uh in between i've been playing a bunch of octopath traveler which is still very good and that's really about it i'm gonna get that joey janelle lost in new york this weekend i don't know how much it is but i'm gonna grab that and i don't have the network currently so i'm gonna wait and I'm going to watch TakeOver on Hulu on Wednesday. There you go. Because I don't give a fuck about SummerSlam. And that's a shame. Mm-mm. Because I like a lot of people they've got right now. But no. Not gonna that card it. sucks. <laughs> I'll be reviewing it as usual. Who's sure. champs now? What's going on? What's Nothing's this? changed since we last talked. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Brock much. Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles. And Alexa mm. Bliss. Yeah. And Carmella. Mm. Well, I have a hard time believing that Carmella's a thing. Well, she's a uh, chicken shit heel. Is how they book her. Also, Asuka's not booked on the show. Uh, I was really hoping they, during the Mayon Classic, they did trot out the superstars like they did last year. Uh, Ronda was not there like she was last year, and they did not bring Asuka out at any point, and that was kind of a bummer. They did bring out Ricochet wearing a, a fedora and 
a nice button-up shirt, and Mary caught the vapors. <laughs> she was like, oh, Ricochet's here! And I'm like, we've come to NXT all the time. We see him. <laughs> <laughs> we see him all the time. Uh, when Kelly was given his match ratings for the G1, I was thinking about how he gave five stars to a battle bots match last night <laughs> guys it was fucking awesome mary Just, loves battle bots did she watch the most recent episode we don't have any like tv currently besides hulu okay. netflix all that because right now it's airing on discovery and man it fucking whiplash and tombstone just two not heavy on, hitters. Uh, hulu? Uh, we haven't looked or i haven't looked you you absolutely should look. It's a great watch because I only watch the fights, so I can clear through an hour long show in fifteen minutes. Sure. But yeah, it's that that main event was just two bulls just running into each other <laughs> over. It was just beefy boys slapping. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> it was everything I want out of wrestling, but with robots. Kelly loves his beefy boys. I love my beefy boys. No, BattleBots is not on Hulu. It is not on the Hulu. Bummer. Maybe it's on Netflix. Excuse me. Oh, this, I'm surprised because I know they had a big thing about Shark Week yeah, on Hulu exactly. the other day. Uh, shut up, Netflix. Okay. So aggro. Well, it started playing audio. Did you guys see that uh, jump scare ad on YouTube? I did not. I saw that they've removed it since. Like, I'm glad I knew it what it was going into it, because I'd read the article. Because, like, last night I was watching YouTube, and that fucking ad was popping up at, with nearly every video I watched. What is it now? So it's an ad for the movie The Nun that's coming up. Okay. And the ad was, initially it just looked like, it was like a black screen, and then, like, you know how when you turn down the volume on your phone, there's the little thing that shows up in the center of the phone showing you turning down the volume? Sure. So that happens, and then a scary nun face pops up. And then it goes, the nun. <laughs> and that was it. And it wasn't like an ad you could skip through. You just had to sit there and watch it. Oh. You remember when so, like, that was a thing? I had read the article about it, so I knew exactly what was going to happen, so it didn't get me. But I would have been very upset if I hadn't known. <laughs> you remember back in the day when they had Reagan from The Exorcist, and that was a bit they would do on the internet where you'd... Oh, the fucking uh, the maze that you would go through. Yeah, someone, oh, I remember that. Someone would tell, hey, play thing. this maze. And then... Ah! Fucking the internet's always been full of dicks, guys. <laughs> that thing for Carrie... Where they rigged like a coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, was that for Carrie? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, okay. Where it it was all hidden cameras in a coffee shop, and they made it look like she was telekinetically moving. I shit. saw that bit, but I didn't know it was a thing for Carrie. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking, "Well, this is awesome," and if I was there, I would shit my pants. <laughs> but yeah. What's going on with you, uh, Jose? I uh, took off for the weekend, last vacation travel of the year for me and the lady uh, friend's birthday. So he usually gets a place on the beach 
in Panama City where he grew up every year. So we got invited out to that. We went and stayed on the beach, boy. Um, I'll talk about this. I don't know how to swim. Well, okay, I can swim. If you drop me in the pool, I'll make it from one end to the other. I don't tread water well. I don't do well when water goes above my head. Hey. I don't handle it well. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a swim boy. No, now, with that being said, when jet skiing out in the ocean for the first time, tipped my jet ski in the ocean and fell off for the first time. But and you're not, not still crying? GoPro. What happened? I would still be crying if I fell off a jet ski in the ocean. <laughs> no, it was all right. I was getting fancy. I was stopped and shooting everybody with the GoPro as they whizzed by. And I leaned down to catch a low angle, getting all fancy and pretty with it. Caught a wave under me that just tipped it right. Well, wait, look at you go. Fucking accepting responsibility for your actions. I'm impressed. <laughs> and then just, it's but didn't die. We still had an hour left of the rental. So said, fuck it. Let's go. Get back and it's on. pretty fucking cool once you get over the fact that you're in the ocean and if you fall off, there is no bottom. Yeah, but you've got a life jacket on, right? Yeah, that don't mean shit. I mean, I've, I've, it did. It saved my life, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and so it has like a fail switch connected to your life jacket that's connected. But if you fall off, it cuts the engine, right? Right, but it wouldn't it wouldn't. Everyone's like, cut the engine off, pull the cord. And I'm like, I'm fucking pulling the shit out of the cord. It's not going. But I think it's meant for if it was driving away from you, then it'll pull. I just was too close, yanking at the wrong. The dangle was wrong. Been there. And we have our, uh, we got our cruise coming up in 17 days. We're excited about it. Wow, and we were uh, talking about it over the, over the weekend because you know it's fucking it's coming it's it's happening, and uh, kind of the, the couple of little excursion things that we're doing, and like all the stuff that you know Nicole wishes we were doing, but since I'm a bitch, we're not gonna do because <laughs> I'm a sane person. <laughs> and now she's like, you know what? One of these days, you know, when he gets bigger, like Jack's gonna be my little uh, daredevil. I'm like, yeah, he sure the fuck will because he doesn't care. He's a psychopath. Like I'm yeah. not doing this way. Are you familiar with the what a snuba walk is? A snuba? No. Is that so, where it's kind of like a diving bell? They put like yeah, they put like a diving bell thing on your head, and like you walk downstairs, and like you basically walk on the bottom of the ocean or the fuck you're at. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I like stumble and trip and like my head comes out of the thing? I'll I'll die. Yeah, but it's not that deep. No, it's like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but they take you down to the Marianas Trench. Yeah. <laughs> lowest spot on Earth. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want that at all. That's terrifying. Sign Jack's up for three. I don't want to do one. And I'm not. And I, you know what? I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> I don't want to do it at all. Fuck you and your water sports. So I feel you, Jose. But I think I might jet ski. It's fucking. It's pretty cool. But once you, so if you go, you gotta be careful going 
diagonal, left and right, because that's when you catch the wave sideways, and you you like rot. You'll you might tip if you go too fast and you catch a wave that way. Okay. If you want to jump waves, head out to the ocean because the waves are coming that way, and then you fucking hit air. But once you get, I, apparently they go like sixty. They were going sixty and just Jesus fucking Christ. flooring it, and you know they did one of those where we all stop in the middle, and then you know he's like, "Oh, that's a state park. This is this is this. You guys want to go there? Yeah, cool. Peel out fucking water all over us, <laughs> dicks." Um, I took it up to thirty-seven. Jesus, which I grandma feel was, was pretty fast for. Uh, you know, almost dying and just being out, not in my element. Well, I'm really proud of you because I would not handle that well. I, I was you, man. surprisingly calm for about to die falling off a jet ski in the middle of the ocean. You were like, I was a big boy. I mean, <laughs> about to die. Pretty smooth. And again, I fucking, but I gripped the GoPro so hard when I fell, I fucking. <laughs> Turn the record off because I guess that's where my hand was. And then when I finally got back on, when I put my hand up, I guess I hit record. So I missed the death. You just see where, like, it kind of looks like he's about to fall. And then me getting up. Nailed Didn't it. lose it. Nicole is very excited to use our GoPro on the cruise. So she may be reaching out to you for tips today. Um,. Got to take the drone out over the ocean. That was pretty cool, too. And I fucking buzzed some birds. Got him. Okay, look at you. All outdoorsy. I just fuck. But I'm back. Three weeks. Home. Suck it, road. I like it. I like it. So. Without any further ado get into this week's uh, top six, which is probably one of the harder ones we've ever done. Like I, I, I had a tough I had a tough time with this one. This one was sent in by uh, Zero, who yes. hit us up on the old mailbag. Come on, Stimpy. Look at all this fan mail! I was ready, so, too. He wrote in to popcast at panelsonpages.com And this was the scenario as it was posited to us. He says, you're evacuating your house due to an emergency. Pets, family mementos, etc. are all out and safe. What six toys slash collectibles do you take with you, knowing you very well might lose all the rest? That's real tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You find a picture of the Snoopa thing. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Nice. No. And that's at Discovery Cove. It's the one of the SeaWorld parks here in Orlando. Where you can oh. swim with dolphins and shit. So that's yeah, that, it's just like you're down in the trench and all of a sudden you look up and there <laughs> here comes James Cameron and his little scuba thing. And he's just like, Go fucking make a movie. And he's like, I love the ocean. <laughs> yeah, there's probably ten feet of water above their head there. It looks like a nightmare world. I think you it's seven hundred it, feet. A hundred feet. Yeah, I think it's 700 feet. Like, you've never been lower. <laughs> Oof. I think the kaiju are about to start coming out of the water behind them. You know, that might shit my... I'd shit my pants. I'd throw up in that. That'd be the worst. 
Is that because it is kind of it is kind of fisheye. What is he saying? (laughs) (laughs) Hard, hard fucking no. Yeah, no way. Like I would, I I still want to shoot from a helicopter, shoot shoot a city from the hel from a helicopter. I'm borderline debating on whether or not jumping out of an airplane. Nicole did that a couple times. She skydived a couple a times. Couple? She dig it. Is she a, a a junkie? She needs that adrenaline. She loved it. She was. We, she did it the second time, and then we were having very serious talks about like you know she was going to do the whole like get certified to do it alone because you got to go tandem for the first couple times. Uh, yeah, you then, need like a certain amount of hours, certain amount of jumps, or something. Something like that. Yeah, and there's like a like a class, and it's like it's kind of expensive to take the course, but once you have the once you have it. You can go jump for like thirty bucks at this particular place we're talking about. You know, and this is back in the day we were dirt ass broke, but it was like, hey, it means a lot to you. We'll make it work. We'll do it because you really fucking love it. And then as we're kind of putting these plans together, uh, the dude who she had jumped with last, and they called him Poochie or some shit like that, some weird name like that. Oh, Poochie went back to his home planet. Yeah, he uh, he broke both of his legs on a cool. landing. Oh, Poochie. Again. Again. This was not the first time he'd broken both of his legs. And so she's like, maybe we don't do this. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you don't fucking hit that landing, that earth don't give, motherfucker. Got to no, tuck and not, roll, not. Grandma. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. You lose that battle, folks. They should do it like in Demolition Man. Like, when you land, it's just foam. Just... <laughs> Uh, so zero rides in. His list is uh, number th- number six, the uh, Nemesis Megazord. He got it at San Diego uh, last week. <laughs> so it still has that new toy appeal. Plus, yeah. as time goes by, it'll become harder and harder to replace. Uh, number five, the G1 Scorponok. It was a holy grail for me as a child. I bought a complete one back when I was in my late teens, and it's still in great condition. Number four, his custom-painted Unite Warriors Devastator. Putting aside the cost to replace a Unite Warriors Devastator with the add-on kits, I spent a lot of time painting on the small details and making him look all dirty slash muddied up. Uh, number three, the Soul of Chogokin Goltra- uh, Voltron. It now goes for upwards of 800 bucks on eBay. Jeez. Probably can get the most expensive toy for me to replace. Wow, that's nuts. Good for you. Uh, number two, the 2012 Ninja Turtle Sewer Layer playset. Uh, this is cheating. Because my sewer layer has all my custom painted turtles on it, so I'll grab the whole playset and everything <laughs> on it. Uh, cheating, you know, there's no rules. Come on. Exactly. Uh, and then number one, his 13-inch tall Godzilla that was given to him as a child when he was around four, making it the single toy I've had the longest. Aww. And yeah, it's like that kind of generic big plastic Godzilla that I think we all had at some point. Like I know I certainly had one that was like it, but it, like the head was different enough to where it wasn't Godzilla, but I think it was like some weird bootleg. Because the Probably body I'm looking Probably. at the picture you sent, and the body of mine looked exactly like this. But the Probably head was the different. It had like some that, weird uh, red detailing on the chest. But I totally had one like this. Uh, Joey Gladstone had it in his little room on full house. Yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Yeah, solid list. Solid list. 
And we got a few uh, responses on Twitter too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of them talking about just how how tough this is to do. I totally appreciate. Uh, what you got, Kelly? Uh, I got. I had I had a lot of trouble coming up with the list just purely because I don't have a whole lot of things that I can't fairly easily replace. Kel- Kelly's very pragmatic about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was looking at stuff. I'm like, man, I really like that, and I like that. And I'm like, eh, I could get another one someday. So, I had trouble. There ain't no G1 up. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> not, not life things. I don't know. So, numbers, I, I, I had trouble coming up with my six. So, number six is my Switch. Because that's, I don't know, it's just cool. nice to be able to play video games on that on yeah. the go when my house is burnt down. That's cool. And I think it counts as a collectible. Oh, People yeah. collect video games. People collect video yeah. game systems. Yeah. Uh, number five, a bunch of my Ring of Honor DVDs from like 2006, 2007, because they fucking still don't know how to uh, use their, net, use their uh, streaming service. So a bunch of them shits ain't up there yet. In fact, all of them aren't. And that's my favorite era of that company, and those DVDs are hard to find. So nice. I'd take those for sure. Uh, number four, my Fist of the North Star uh, volumes, because those shits are way out of print. Really? Oh, yeah. No one has the rights to them currently, as far as I know. Uh, the, that's such a ubiquitous kind of property i thought that that'd be one of those things that was always in print like dragon yeah. ball or something i mean not e- all of it hasn't even been printed in english like there's still a good chunk of the series that's never been printed here no shit huh. uh so initially viz put out a four volume collection of them and then it was picked up later by some other company whose name escapes me and they printed them like nine volumes all of them in color I found volumes four through nine of that at a half price books and they did not know what they had. So I bought oh, them all at the half best. price. Suckers. I bought, I spent like what, maybe 45, 50 bucks on like 300 some dollars of Fist of the North Star books. Whoa. Yeah. Cause they were stupid expensive. Damn. And so, yeah, those I definitely grabbed because I'd have a hell of a time finding them again. Uh, number three, you know, I buy a lot of small print run wrestling shirts just because, you know, that's that's the new thing I like to collect. I like to have these weird shirts that no one else does. I got gotcha. you. One definitely that I would have to grab is my Tony Schiavone shirt. <laughs> that is one of 30 in existence. And I fucking love 30? that shirt. Yes. Wow. The guy who made it was like, hey, I want this shirt, so I'm making it. He's like, I'm keeping five of them for myself. <laughs> I'm putting up the other 25 for sale. That is, so, that's a low yeah. run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I I love that shirt, and I would definitely grab that. Uh, number two is the 25th issue of the Atomic Elbow. Uh, that is actually, oddly enough, the dude that made that shirt, uh, the Tony Giovanni shirt, makes that wrestling zine. 
And that right. is the first time that anything I've written has been in actual print. Oh. So I would definitely grab that. Because, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I could just have him print me off a new one if anything happened. <laughs> but I'd like that first print, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then finally, number one. It is a ticket to the 2010 Dragon Gate USA show that was in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Way of the Ronin 2010. Uh, that show is probably still the best wrestling show I've ever been to, just because of how crazy it all was to where we were standing outside the venue for a long time before the show started because supposedly the night before, the dude who was supposed to bring the ring got jumped and was in the hospital. So they were oh, damn. maybe working the show without a ring. So everyone... <laughs> All the wrestlers were scrambling with any local connections they had to get a ring to the show. Eventually, like an hour late, a ring truck pulls up in front of the venue. All these Japanese wrestlers just pour out of the venue <laughs> to grab chunks of the ring and bring it in and set it up. So finally, and also mind you, this is the booker. It, the booker's going through and talking to all of us, keeping us all updated looking stressed as hell. It's also his birthday. <laughs> uh, so then eventually they finally open the doors and the show goes on. Uh, this show features Brian Danielson to this date, his last indie match That's where cool. he wrestled John Moxley, who later went on to become Dean Ambrose. Wow. At the time. Also Danielson was the current reigning WWE us champion. Because it was the match was booked in that weird time when he was fired for choking Justin Roberts with his tie. <laughs> and so after they brought him back, they just let him finish out in the indie dates he had booked. So yeah, this was his last booking. And he and Moxley had this crazy brawl all around the venue, like Danielson bladed. It was an awesome match. I love that match. It's one of my favorite matches That's ever. Hell of a story, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. And then it's followed up. By so Dragon Gate has their traditional six man tag matches that they're kind of well known for in the US. Like at uh, WrestleMania weekend, and I believe 2006, the Dragon Gate guys showed up, did their six man tag, and blew everyone's minds. Like it, it was just a level of wrestling that people hadn't seen in the US. These guys are just so fast in how they work, and so all six of these guys just go out there and just go nuts because they knew they had to. We had waited for so long for the show to start and they knew it was a special show and it's uh, amazing. Like I, I don't know. I've went back and watched it on tape. It's not as good as I remember, but like for the last five minutes, the entire crowd was on their feet, just going nuts. Like it's one of, it's one of the best live wrestling experiences I've ever had. It really reminded me of the, it was like the, uh, the Matt Riddle Will Ospreay match from yeah, the right. WrestleMania weekend, where just everyone is going nuts for the whole thing. And so, yeah, like after the match, a bunch of the wrestlers were just hanging out, thanking everyone for showing up. So I have my ticket, which is signed by both Dragon Gate wrestler Naruki Doi and Brian Danielson. Wow. Making it one of the weirdest wrestling artifacts probably <laughs> around. <laughs> 
Nice. But yeah, so that is de- that is easily the top thing I would grab. That's awesome. <clears throat> that's that's fucking great. In yeah, the chat, they are asking what that Shivani T-shirt looks like. So you should. If, Have you not if you, seen it? Well, they're asking in the chat, so I, I don't oh, want to. Okay. So see, this is. Oh yeah, I, I, we've seen that shit in person. Yeah. Oh yeah. See if you can find a link of link to it, and I'll link it in the chat. Will do. It's fucking cool. So let's see. Tito hit us up on the Twitters. Uh, he says number six, his uh, Darth Vader lightsaber. Love it. Number five, uh, Tom Seaver autographed baseball. Number four, 1986 World Series Game 6 photo with Bill Buckner and Mookie Wilson autographs. <laughs> Bill I don't know Buckner. Words mean in that order. Uh, number three, his art portfolio with original commissioned art. Makes sense. Uh, number two, first sketchbook. Number one, current sketchbook. Which, Solid. having seen Tito's sketchbooks in person, that all makes a lot of yeah, sense. Great choice. Yeah. I'm surprised his uh, Marvel book with all the signatures on it isn't part of that. Which one's that? I don't recall. It's not a, a sketchbook, but it's like a history of Marvel, Marvel or some shit like that. And oh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a shit ton of Marvel creators that signed it, including Stan the Man, who they say R.I.P. Uh, he's done with signings. We'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. So they say. Did, so they say. Did he say that when Rob Liefeld was hanging out with him, weekend at Bernie's in him? <laughs> this is a relatively new development, so we'll see. Please, um, for the love of God, what? Stop. What? Doing conventions. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about Stan Lee. Oh, I said I'm talking to me. Like what the fuck? Did I do. No. Yeah, it's not about you, Lee. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Mahoney writes in on the Twitter and sends in uh, six rock-solid Mahoney original memes. <laughs> Including number one, uh, the nice, I'm the Navy. <laughs> That's a good I, one. I That's feel fun. real honored to be number one. But yeah, he's got Can't Stay, Am Tupac Now, Just Had Sex With Your Mom, did someone say fingering cats? He fucking blind. <laughs> he fucking blinds one of my favorites. And then Kelly's one. friend with the dog on his junk laying in the bathroom yep. floor. The dog that he did not fuck to death. <laughs> nope. Not him. According to legend. No lie, that's a real clean bathroom floor. It really is. It looks almost like a stock photo. <laughs> it looks just like a stock photo. <laughs> Every time I see it, I think it is a stock photo until I remember the story. Like, it's not a real person. <laughs> so I got I, I had a tough time with this because I got a lot of bullshit. Um, so I went. Like, I was I was emotional with him a little bit. Um, honorable mention goes to. My Ghostbuster Firehouse. Nice. Which I think might be the oldest thing in this room. And that is your original Ghostbusters oh, yeah. Firehouse? Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't have the doors. It doesn't have the sign. But it's got the uh, the spinny pole thing. And uh, the, the plastic is only 
somewhat yellowed on the front. Uh, I mean, I, every once in a while, I'll check eBay to try to find a set of doors or something. Fucking good luck. Like, it's hard to do. Um, but that, that's, 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 a, that's a good one. Uh, and then um, other honorable mention, um, I got pretty much a full run of those uh, Palisades uh, Invader Zim toys from back in the day. And they are super hard to find these days. And they look great, um, but I couldn't pick just one. So and so they, they all got to die. If they can't all come, they've all got to go. Sad as it is to say. So onto the list. I had a tough time because, you know, I've got, you know, dozens of Megazords and, you know, scores upon scores of these fucking robots. So, uh, so we're going at a tie spot, Masterpiece Optimus, and G1 Optimus. Couldn't pick one of the two. They, <laughs> they, they got to come together because they just have to. The, the, the OG oh, yeah. and like, you know, that Masterpiece Optimus may be one of my, might be my favorite toy of all time. It's fantastic. Um, and then we're going to go next up the OG uh, Ultra Zord, which is like three things in the one thing. Um, not only because it's the OG Ultra Zord, but because the Titanus and Dragon Zord were mine as a kid. And that Megazord actually was sent from Mahoney. So it's got the Mahoney angle on it as well. It's, it's, a, it's a special piece in the old collection. It's fantastic. Um, and then I'm going to do Fort Max, G1 Fort Max for a very similar reason. Kerouac sent me that. And I'm like, you know, you could get like $500 for this, you know, if you were to sell it. You're like, yeah, no. I'd rather you have it than some dickhead on eBay. And I always really appreciated that. I'm definitely going to save it in the event of a fire. For sure. <laughs> uh, we're going to go the uh, Maki Toys Green Giant, the third-party Devastator, because that is hands down the single most expensive thing I've ever bought for myself. <laughs> uh, that's one of those where I'm like, hey, hey, babe, um, I'm going to get this. And she's like, I know, the fuck you are. That's outrageous. And I'm like, fine, <laughs> I'll sell shit, and then I'll buy it. She's like, yeah, do that. That's fair. So I did that. Yeah, that bitch was like 370 bucks when it came out. And I regret nothing. Because <laughs> to this day, it's the best one. Like every once in a while, you know, like I I'm real hesitant to pay for these kind of you know third party premium items these days because they're making so much stuff now. Like it was like back in the day, but okay, well, I'll get I'll pay a little extra money for character XY, whatever the fuck, because they're never gonna make one in the real like main transformer lines. And that's all bets are off these days, man. They're going deep with some of these characters. So like, I can't imagine spending a hundred bucks on any one character these days, but they have yet to come close. Any of these guys to match that devastator for my money. It's fucking great. So that guy's coming. Uh, and then we're going to do the Marvel legends, uh, Galactus build a figure. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Cause it's great. It was the first Build-A-Figure, and really kind of one of the best. Yeah, people tend to feel that the Sentinel is the best, like, Toy Biz era The Sentinel is cool. Sentinel's great, but Galactus is beautiful. That, but the, all the, the paint is that beautiful metallic paint. Like, the Sentinel is awesome. It's very weathered and looks kind yeah. of grisly, man, but just... And it's got weird proportions too. Yeah, yeah. But like the the, the the Galactus has got beautiful metallic paint. You know, it's got the 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 square P 
pupils, like pain in the eyes, like the even the skin tone, like the because back in the day, dude, like the Toybiz figures, all of them had really cool paint jobs because like they would cast the head in you know blue, whatever the fuck, and then they would paint the face on. So like you actually have these nice painted values on the on the skin tones or whatever. So this thing's beautiful. Like it's it's one of the best. And so he, he's coming. Uh, and then last, I was I, I admit I was inspired by some of the stuff I saw on the Twitter machines. Uh, and so number one has to be um, I have the original uh, page O panel artwork uh, from Kristen Allen. She designed our mascot force back in the day, and I have the first uh, piece of artwork of her on the wall here. And so she's got to come with us. That's great. That's you cool. also have the custom that Viet did. Yep, she's on my desk right here. Yep, I got a couple of those things. Yeah, so Paige is definitely coming for sure. So yeah, uh, what about you, uh, Jose? What you got? All right, uh, shout out <laughs> uh, only. Shout out to my calendar on uh, on a uh, uh, mentionable honor. Oh, the your calendar, uh, the one that Lee had the honor of photoshopping oh. around my junk. Uh, Fuck yeah, <laughs> the calendar. Uh, we were just talking about that the other night with your sister, Jose. <laughs> oh, look at that! It's in the air. <laughs> what do you guys say? Oh well, uh, I. Mary had talked on the phone with her mom that day and we were just talking about Mary's mom and how she found Mary's copy of that calendar after Mary moved out. So the like, potential That's why I need to put some clothes on. Describe the, the calendar. Was that? So for the new listener, describe describe the calendar. Um well it was what Poptoberfest something yeah. something. Yeah. Poptoberfest OG OG. We decided, we decided to run around the house taking t- Rancor pictures. Yep. So I recreated the Burt Reynolds with the <laughs> Rancor. That was a Burt Reynolds weekend. And not and, like uh, full on Burt Reynolds. Pretty damn close. And in the uh, calendar, it's the full on Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a fucking one, one year calendar. I mean, come on. It's the shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, a solid value for your money. Yeah, one of the greatest things you ever did. Yeah. A A A plus, uh, Jose. Great, 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 great choice. So um, I'm going to come in at number six, my sock drawer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not picking one, so I'm grabbing them all. I got some good ones. I got ones that I found. I got some that are gifts. This guy got me some sweet Macho Man ones. Yeah. So... I don't want to have to choose. And you collect them. So. And, and that's my thing. Yeah, I collect them. I picked up some sweet Cheech and Chong ones in Vegas. Uh, I'm on the hunt for some roulette ones. So if you all see that, <laughs> hit a brother up. Um, I just picked up a pair that's fucking Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal, and John claude Van Damme on them. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. Come that's on. a pretty fucking rad sock. That's your exactly. number six 80s action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm taking the drawer, not just, I'm not picking, I'm taking the drawer, goddammit. Or just make one ball of socks, you know, like a rubber band ball, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a big-ass ball. 
I actually have to look through my socks. I need to declutter because I can only wear so many. Right. So now it's time to cycle out the old for the new. You only have so many feet. <laughs> so many feet in the days. <laughs> um, or you got to start doing that thing where you change socks midday. Oh, to a day. I've heard. I need a, a daytime and a nighttime sock. It refreshes you. Something as simple see. as changing your socks if you're on your feet all day can do I can wonders. Get behind that. I got enough to do it. Fuck it, right? Yeah. Um, so coming in at number uh whatever I'm on. <laughs> um <laughs> I, too, had troubles with my list, but for different reasons than Kelly. Uh, all my shit's been in storage for years. I don't remember what the fuck I own. <laughs> so I'm just winging off the cuff and picking some things that may be a little more recent. So I just picked up this uh, monkey head bottle of liquor that's pretty badass. And I want to collect two more. It's got like a um, the eyes and the noses are stitched together. Sure, sure. It's pretty cool. So I'm going for two more. Make a hear no evil, see no evil, uh, speak no evil. And I don't know, monkeys are my thing. Chinese zodiac, I'm a monkey. So, hey, me too. Oh. Nice. Is it Deadhead? Yes, yes, Deadhead. It, That's kind of cool. It's Deadhead is the um, the liquor, the maker, I believe. It's a chocolate. Yes. Rum? Oh, it's like a fucking chocolate rum, and it is amazing. Like I didn't think chocolate rum would be my thing, but try chocolate rum. Try the chocolate rum mixed with Dr Pepper. Yes. Okay. That is a yes. Very yes. Flip yes. Yes. Dude, yes. That bottle looks incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's badass. And then they have that's one that's cool. like a shrunken head. There's a monkey one, and then there's a shrunken head. And I think the shrunken head might be tequila, possibly. That's fucking cool. That's cool. So that's one of my cool things. So I, I want, I'm, I'm going to keep that. That's my baby. Um. After that, I'm going to take my lanyard that has all all my um, conventions we've shot over the years. So I've retired one of my koi fish lanyards. Luckily, I I found one. I loved it. It was getting kind of weary. Found it again at at, uh, Home Depot, and I haven't seen it since. So... Gonna have to retire that one eventually too. But that's got all of them there, so that's like years of just uh, press passes, staff badges, solid, solid, all, 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 and everything we've shot that's been given a pass for. Uh, number three, the chess set that I own that. Um, me and my dad play on. I'm going to keep that. And 
I'll have them together. So I'm taking both games at the same time. I got two <laughs> hands. I can do it. Uh, <laughs> you can do the fuck you want to, Jose. Twixt. It's a game from my childhood. Uh, it's like a fold-out board, and you got to build a bridge from... You know, it's a square board. So left to right is black. Up to down is red. Red has What's to it make a bridge from his side to the other side of the red while stopping black from doing the same. And you place pegs, and then you drop like a little connector to them. Uh, so I'm taking those two. Number two... Because they'll be together again. Fucking our show, our rules. I'm taking the signed jail bar crow statue and uh, graphic novel that nice. he signed. I was glad yeah, you remembered that because I was going to make sure you remembered that. <laughs> I remember that one. And then uh, number one, the motherfucking pop fantasy football championship belt. Uh- <laughs> So I'm walking out of the flames holding that motherfucker. <laughs> Shining that bitch up. And you know what? My house might have burnt down. They're going to let it stop me from playing this season. Let's fucking go. We don't need no water. Fuck that. Jose, if you check our uh, podcast message, I just linked to Amazon where they have your koi lanyard for five ninety nine. What? I'm pretty sure that's the one. Yeah, no, that is. Holy shit. Get like 10. <laughs> I'll fucking be coined out for life. <laughs> and now we got that Amazon Prime. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, the 11th hour now has Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, nice. Uh, isn't that Van Damme show on Amazon Prime? Yes. Yes. And it's Let's great. Fucking do it. Yeah, I was really bummed out that that didn't come back for a second season. It didn't? No, it didn't get renewed. But it's oh. also like, it doesn't have to. Like, it, 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 for what it is, it could be that thing. Good enough for one season? Yeah, for sure. That's good. Nice. They've also got that, uh, that Dojo Pro on there. That's not great. No? You watched it, huh? We watched a couple episodes. Well, we, we, I'll tell you that. We watched one episode. Goat and I did. Uh, it's just so none of you guys have seen it. No, no I never got around to watch. I was it. into I it, and uh, then I saw that apparently one of the dudes that runs it is anti-gay. Yeah, like I, I don't want to like go on t- the fuck it's our show. Change if we want to, but like the no rules for, for starters. It's got like um, they do like these uh, like backstage interview things that look like um, it looks like before like a UFC fight. You know, it's like the gym equipment in the background or whatever. You know. And so it's got like this big scary wrestler looking to do all the tattoos. And he's like, Yeah, I'm from a traditional home in San Francisco. I'm like, no, don't fucking talk to me like that. Talk to me as the fucking <laughs> scary wrestler guy. Don't talk to me like that. That's dumb. But then the room that they shoot it in, there's maybe, maybe fifty people in it. Like it, and that's by design. It's just the small it's like okay. the ring and then Two standing rows on two sides of the ring. Because they've got a stacked roster. So it's... Yeah. It's not for lack of talent. No, no. But but, that's just how big the room is as full as it's going to get. Like, it's not like the people aren't there. That's just the size of the room. 
It's like on a, it's not in a venue. It's on like a soundstage or something, and like you can hear individual like <laughs> comments from people oh, that's in never the good. crowd. Like Becky. it's it's it it all feels so small, like really bad presentation, real bad, real bad. But uh, yeah, lots of other good stuff on Amazon Prime too. Oh shit, uh, Jose, the Common yes. Rider Amazon's is on uh, Prime? Amazon Prime now. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, you should watch that. We'll watch some guys fucking kill dudes in monster suits. That's a fun time. Well, because we watched the first episode together. Yeah, yeah, and that was a damn good time. But it's nice. Okay, Japan shit, baby. That's a good. That's a, that is some A plus Japan shit right there. I like that deadhead rum bottle. It's yeah, the tall cool. one. Yeah, the shrunken head. And here, this fucking—it's cheaper than what I got it for in the liquor store. So I like it. I, I will be ordering two more of these monkey heads because, like, if you grab this bottle of this shrunken head, it looks like you're just holding up a shrunken head by its hair. That's pretty cool. And then drinking out the brain juice. That's pretty dope. So to uh, the Twitters, that's your whole list or something else. The what? That's your whole list. Yeah, that's my six. Nice. Okay, I lost count somewhere. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, Kristen Allen writes in. She says uh, number six, and she included pictures too, which I kind of love. Yes, love that. Uh, she says her Mickey ear collection. She's a big, big Disney buff. Um, her Doug Sneed sketch. I forgot all about that until. Uh, she mentioned it. That was a big day. I was, I'm glad to be able to be here for that, too. Doug Sneed, who did oh, the shit. cartoons, the Playboy cartoons, and he was at the first C2E2, and we got on video Doug Sneed doing the sketch of Kristen in his art book. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. And because of this discussion, Kristen gave me the idea for a future top six which would be top six con moments. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that a lot. Some of this shit out there. I'm going to write that down. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I like that. <laughs> uh, number four, she's uh, her Robert England, Meg Foster, and Julie Newmar autographs. Solid choice. Cool. Uh, number three, she has some she Cells, which oh, is that's cool. Very cool, very cool. Which were Christmas gifts from her dad. Yeah, I like that she also gives sentimental reasoning behind some of her picks. Yeah, and then uh, a Katie Cook sketch, which is was a gift from Greg. Uh, Godzilla in love, so it's a little Godzilla like with a heart over his head, looking at a building, which is kind of adorable. Yeah, which kind of looks like uh, Willis Tower a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, number one, uh, she has a uh, Michael Turner uh, sketch. Looks like uh, an Aspen. Oh wow! Uh, which she did have that at a store signing on her 16th birthday. You know, so that's priceless for a number of reasons. Yeah, very fucking super cool. cool. Very cool. Uh, Juan writes in. He says number six, a Josie and the Pussycats movie prop CD case. Motherfucker <laughs> loves Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Loves it. Uh, number five is external hard drive, which, all right, I guess. Yeah, Juan didn't 
uh, listen to the prompt very well. Because look ah, at number okay. four. Okay. Yeah. Because also number four is Rocket his cat, which we've already <laughs> discussed. Pets are already out during this. We're good. All your pets are fine. He just wanted to double check. <laughs> Maybe he don't trust our rules and thought that we forgot about it. It was cat. not a rule. It was a prompt. Don't do rules, Jose. Uh, number three, he has a copy of Marvel's number one with original Alex Ross sketch in it, which is fucking great. Rad. Um, number two, uh, his first sketchbook. And number <laughs> one, uh, portfolio with prints and original comic pages. Also, excellent, excellent uh, choice. Very cool. Never got to start a sketchbook. <laughs> I have a couple empty ones. That got some zombie cool head stuff. bottles, cool too. Yeah, you see. That whole site has some cool shit. They had, like, zombie fucking... Um, and for 21 bucks? That's that's a great deal. Trade? The store has some cool shit. Let's take us home, guys. What you got? You said me? Yep, what you got? All right. My number six is sitting right here. Give me just one second. Picked up this Infinity Gauntlet in New Orleans during wrestling. Oh yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, I know it's you know pretty pretty new to my collection. That don't matter. Holy shit! If this thing isn't amazing, love it. Lights, sounds. I've never fingers. seen one since then. Uh, I've seen a lot of people picking. Who them found up. it? Who found it? Jose found it. Jose he says, "Check this shit it. out." As I have a handful of towels. <laughs> Uh, number five is my uh, Art of the Lion King book, which has right. this sweet felt slipcase. Uh, my grandmother bought it for me at Disney for my birthday present the year that Lion King came out, so 1994, and it's signed by uh, the producers. So That's re- cool. Super That's really sentimental. Cool. I love Lion King and... Uh, it's a gift from my grandmother who is no longer with us. Very cool. Uh, number four, my box set of the classic X Men from Toy Biz. They're not great action figures. The box is really beat up at this point, but it is the first thing I ever purchased with my first ever paycheck. Oh, nice. That one that's got the um, the Velcro flap you open up and you can see yes. them all inside of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My Iceman even has two left hands. Like, they're ha. trash. <laughs> but super sentimental. They're, they've always been with me. Um, number three, uh, with a bullet, my NECA movie turtles and diorama because when I purchased that, it was one item for 250 bucks, so it counts as one. That, that is my reasoning behind that. I'm taking the box with me, too, because goddamn it. Nicole was great. like, that is so much for fucking turtles. I go, yeah, but that's the last turtles you ever have to buy. Yeah. Yep. Like, and once I was you have thinking, those, you don't need any more. I was thinking about this the other day. Mary had pre-ordered me that quarter-scale Donatello a few years back, and it got back-ordered, like, nine times to the point where i was like just cancel it so that was 110 bucks 
that went back or into the coffers. Right. Yeah. That, you know, now has realized itself as this full set of beautiful, just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, went, it, went, it was, went down the way it was meant to go down. I never mentioned that uh, some of the hands are hard plastic and some of them are rubberized. So it's easier to get accessories and shit into their hands. Awesome. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> you guys, come over. <laughs> I'm gonna. Let's play Dude, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, uh, number two. I feel like it's a one-of-a-kind thing, but the uh, Roxy the Rancor tooth that Mary and I won... Uh, because of our engagement picture, the folks behind Roxy the Rancor carved this wooden stand and wood burned a logo in it and then made this tooth. And it's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. It was at our wedding. <laughs> yeah, that thing's super cool. I love it. And then number one, my Rancor. One yep. of the oldest toys that I own. Like, I've got so many toys from my childhood. But if I'm going to pick one, it's the Rancor. Like, my mom has shown me, uh, like, workbook pages I filled out when I was a kid. Like, what do you? what is your favorite toy? What do you want for Christmas? Rancor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know what the fuck a Rancor was. I just knew I wanted it, and it was awesome. And that thing has traveled the country and yeah it's been it's got some miles on it it has seen some shit too so yeah and then i got some honorable mentions uh i've got two different blues brothers posters signed by john landis uh cool i've got uh, i hate to say it it's not making it out but honorable mention vigo oh yeah vigo that's a tough one that's a tough one to Try and drag out in the middle of a fire. <laughs> uh, I'll come get it. We fucking took down a goddamn X-Men poster. I wish true. that was fucking on one of the lists. I don't know where the fuck that went. Oh, that thing's long gone. Well, I'll give you a call when the house is on fire. Uh, one of one of our first Valentine's Day, Mary got me the black and white Lee Bermejo Joker statue. Oh, nice! Yeah, which is one of my favorite Joker things I've got. I've also she also got me this huge print on canvas of Heath Ledger uh, as the Joker, and it looks like it's all charcoal sketched. One of the first gifts she ever got me, and then I remembered it as we were talking at the beginning of the show. I've got my Mick Foley "Have a Nice Day" book signed by Mick Foley. But not making it out in the fire, but honorable mention. Maybe in a flood. Stuff, man. I like it. Solid. Solid list, everybody. Well, we got a few more on Twitter. Do we? We got, yeah. we got I missed them. Not giving uh, an update once I get all my shit out of storage. Sure, sure. Uh, Kenny did one. Uh, okay. His, his number one is a Marvel Legends Black Panther figure. Nice. Number two is his Young Bucks pop. First time pops have made an appearance in this top six. Uh, number three, first American appearance Doctor Who comic. Oh, that's cool. That's number cool. four, 
Winston Zedmore Ghostbusters Select. Um, nice. When Lee was talking about his Ghostbusters Firehouse, I was Googling some Ghostbusters shit. And some of those most recent Ghostbusters Diamond Select figures are beautiful. Yeah. Number five. I think the, the cartoons are really cool, too. His New Day Pops. And number six, double-covered Batman Inc. issue number three. Solid choice. I like it. And then I think we got one more. Donnie writes in. Uh, number one, Steve Dillon, Jesse Custer sketch. Oh, shit. And wow. Steve that's Dillon is past, cool. right? That, that's wow, yeah. Deal. Number two, a Daredevil 181 copy from Frank Miller's personal collection signed by him. Jesus. <laughs> he has a Joker sketchbook at number three. At number four, a framed Crow Cat in the Hat commission by James O'Barr. What? Uh, number five, Fight Club hardcover signed to me by Chuck Palahniuk. Is that Jesus Christ. Who is this fucking dude? It's Donnie. What up? Oh, Donnie. What up, Donnie? And then number six, a gizmo toy he's had since he was four. Fucking A. Nice. That is impressive. Damn impressive. We haul, Holmes. Dude's got cool shit. <laughs> you all right, Donnie? Donnie is the guy who has pictures with almost 1,000 wrestlers. Okay, yeah. Fucking hey, that's nuts. Good for him. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got we got kind of a whole bunch uh, we can pick from uh, for the next one. So pick one at random. Yeah. Let's pull this guy up. Let's see what we pull here. We got. So what's the next one? The next one is. <laughs> so we got a lot to choose from, but apparently they're not all that good. Oh, this one, I don't know. This one seems like okay. So zero wrote in. And he said, um, "What about the first six mutants that you want to see in the MCU now that the Fox deal is done with Fox and Disney?" I feel like we did this. I th- that's what I'm thinking. It sounds familiar. Yeah, we did. Well, it's it was it's close. It was like the scroll thing, I guess. It wasn't mutants. It was top six Marvel characters that have not debuted in the Marvel universe that you want to see. Yeah, and I think most of us had Wolverine on our list, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that was maybe that was not the best choice. I feel like that's one we could just knock out right now. <laughs> right, yeah. Um and then uh let's do this one instead. This one's one that Ben uh hit us up with on Twitter. Ah, I thought yes. it was really cool. I remember this one. Uh so he writes so this is gonna be uh top six comedians. Now we which, talking okay. comedians or stand-up comedians. Explain. Well, like comedian can be Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. I say Will F- <laughs> Jose always says Will Ferrell, and I questioned myself <laughs> yeah, I as I was saying it. 
it's like, don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. Ah, fuck. Got it wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say stand-ups. Okay. Stand-up I th- comedians. I think stand-ups is a, is a pretty good uh, pretty good discussion. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll do, so next week we'll do stand-ups. We'll rank um, anything. Yeah, we will rank anything. 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 So by anything. All means, uh, keep, keep them coming. Cause, uh, Top six mustards. I can talk for a while about mustard fucking mustard really right. i like i'm not a mustard we'll, guy like we'll, i, we'll I come wouldn't be able to add anything keep keep that as, as list six b number one yeah. honey now number one is plotchman's son the fuck does that even mean i just plotchman's plotchman's fucking mustard dog <laughs> plotchman's 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 tight as the bottle says it is the mustard lovers mustard, not brands, not it's top cool. brands, types. Well, I mean, that's a type. Sure. No. no, but that's a brand. Yeah, but what kind of mustard is that? Is that a yellow? Is it a brown? Is it's it a yellow. Spicy? It's a yellow. Is it a corn? Is it well, Pittsman's? The Plotchman's. How do you spell it? P L O C H M A N apostrophe S. All right. All right. All right. I the bottle looks like there. a like a barrel, a yellow I mean, barrel that, with a little red nozzle on top. That's what almost all mustard bottles look like. It is some bomb ass mustard. They've got a thing. Chicago Fire flavor. I know about I know about, I know about that. I mean, just, I'm, I'm the old school Plotchman's mustard, which Nicole turned us into a French's house years ago, and I've never quite forgiven her for it. <laughs> Fuck out of here with some. Fucking Frenches. This is America. <laughs> Get that guy poop on out of here. Ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll do a stand up comics next yeah. time. So uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, at panels on pages. Email us popcast at panels on pages.com or a voicemail at 616 951 one pop with one, your favorite comics and, and or two. Uh, suggestions for future sixes. Well, Jose, top six comics that you met at Toy Fair. <laughs> Number one, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He was really nice. <laughs> Our close personal friend, Jeff Foxworthy. Swell dude. That guy was nice. Good he did man. all right. Let's uh, talk comic books. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. So I was sitting on some stuff for a while because they had uh, started that Unicron event at IDW, but like there was stuff continuity-wise that hadn't happened yet. It was like The last couple of Optimus Prime issues were a little behind or whatever, so I've been sitting on them. Uh, so, I read a lot of Transformers comics over the weekend, and I am not mad at any of it. Because um, you had the new Optimus Prime, and then I had three Unicrons, and then a Lost Light. And, god damn it, it's all great. Unicron's been real good. Unicron has been real cool. Like, and It, it occurred to me, as I was kind of looking through some of these like uh, little interviews in the back, that I think the reason this shit has been so tight, and so just expertly plotted is that from the very beginning of this whole thing there haven't been that many people involved no 
Like it's been a very small number of writers. Like you know the Furman era, and then like Shane McCarthy and John Roberts and Barber. Like there haven't been that many people over like thirteen years. I allowed them to really keep it tight and play the long game on some of this stuff, man. Like all the uh, the stuff with uh, Alonia being a Cybertronian colony, I thought was fucking cool. Like it. And it all, like, nothing that they're doing, crazy as it is, like, none of it is coming out of left field. No, it all makes sense. Like, there's there's a logic behind every single bit of it, which I really, really appreciate. Uh, and just, you know, Milne doing some of the best work of his career on this Unicron book. Like, the way he draws the Transformers' hands. You ever seen, like, with an outstretched hand? Yeah, like, he draws them like as if they were fucking mechanized robot hands. Like you, a lot of people will just take and just make a black hand, but he writes he draws in like all the moving parts and make it a functioning hand, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, it doesn't look like a gloved hand, like pretty much everyone else draws them. Yeah, as. because you know, I bet it's a whole lot fucking easier to do it that way. Oh like, yeah, it's so crazy. But I mean, it's big character moments, uh, big payoffs to stories that they've been telling for years and years and years. It's great. Uh, and then they do kind of a similar thing in uh, More Than Meets the Eye. Megatron comes back and they're bringing all this stuff uh, to a head from the crazy Funkness universe and all this stuff. And just like Megatron's Tale of Redemption is one of the best I've ever read. And it's so sincere, like, and nobody bought it, but it's so sincere. It's really, really well done. It's excellent. Uh, and again, they're paying off stuff that they did like eight years ago. <laughs> like, it's kind of insane. Like, it's, it's phenomenally well done. I love it. It's great. It's, it's all good. Um, took up a lot of the time. Um, I did check out um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three, which... I don't love it. Yeah, I like the first issue a lot. And then it's kind of gone there from there. Like I even like the second one okay. But like I, I don't like this weird Spider Man separated from Peter thing. Like Yeah. I mean it's fine. It's like you know, it's gonna be it's incredibly temporary. And I see what these they're trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. I just don't like it very much. <laughs> Not to say it's bad. I just don't care for it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I would like this as like a single issue story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want this to, and like, it's so far, it's not really delivering on the promise of this is what happens when Peter roommates with boomerang. No, not at all. You know, which was one thing that I was most excited about. Like, that's kind of a neat setup that they really haven't done a whole lot with. Um, looks really cool, though. Mm-hmm. Liking that artwork. Um, liking that artwork a whole hell of a lot more than I'm liking the art in Renew Your Vows. Like, some of that I shit. Don't, I don't mind the art in that one. It's just really, like, I don't know. Like this, I don't like the coloring. It's really weirdly loose. But I guess if the point is to kind of evoke like 90s era spider-man i guess maybe maybe that's why it looks the way that it does i think that's exactly why it looks the way that it Just, does some of the especially like uh like the spiderling stuff in her costume the figures the figure work is weird yeah i mean 
they do draw any time the X-Men show up. They're drawn in their 90s costumes, which, which I is love. Wonderful. <laughs> like, yes. that's great, you know? Like, so I, I get all that, but, like, the proportions on Annie especially are just weird. It's like a giant head and this itty-bitty little body. And I, I don't know. I don't love it. But I like the story, though. Like, this Mr. Sinister fucking with spider DNA. Like, he got t- so tired of fucking with mutants. He's like, yeah, we'll go for spider people next. Why not? <laughs> Which is kind of great. Um, and then the last thing I checked out for last week, because I'm a little far behind, uh, was... Uh, Catwoman, man. Catwoman 2 was real good. That's a pretty, pretty book. Real pretty book. Like, I've been a fan of uh, Joelle Jones for a few years now. Uh, and this, these pages, like, they move, man. These fight scenes, like, they, they move. They, they're practically animated. They're so great. And I like the creepy uh, faceless lady. The, the, I don't know what the fuck her story is, man. The governor's wife lady? Like, what the hell's wrong with her? Yeah, like I what, don't really know what's going on there, but I'm intrigued. What the hell is happening here? Like, you know, I don't know what her master plan is or whatever the fuck. I don't know, like, but I'm into it. This is really, really good. A-plus work on this Catwoman book. And then uh, that's all I got to talk about this week. What you got, Kelly? Uh, I don't have much. Uh, the first issue of Howard Chaykin's new book, Hey Kids Comics, came out, and it's kind what's of what What's that crazy motherfucker up to? It's pretty much Mad Men for the comics industry. It's the secret history of comics with all the names and faces changed. Really? Yes, I am super... I've been wanting him to do this book ever since I read an interview with Matt Fraction when they were making Satellite Sam and he said that Chaykin gave him a tour of New York and told him, I can show you where all the dicks got sucked. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) So it's a lot of it's a lot of that. Uh, the one of the opening scenes is it's a guy and his wife at like a, at a premiere of their movie, and this dude walks up to him and goes, "Hey, man, hey, how you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, hey." And then like a police officer comes by, he's like, "Hey, this is a guy bothering you?" He's like, "No, no, no, it's all right." And he talks to him for a second. And the police officer leads him off, and the guy's wife is like, "Oh, isn't it nice? He knows who you are and all the work you've done to make this movie happen and the characters." He's like, "Who was that?" He goes, "Oh, he's the dude that made the character." So like, I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> so it's like, it's the dirty secrets of the comic industry, which I'm I'm into it. That's a very interesting uh thing. Uh, that's wild. It's it's. V- the most inside baseball comic you could have, really. It sounds incredibly... So who puts that out? Uh, Image. Checks out. Yeah, I I liked it quite a bit, but... You kind of... Yeah, you you need to know stuff going... Yeah, you need to know more stuff about the history of comics going in for it to sure. really land, I think. Weird. Uh, and then outside of that, I've been plowing through more of this uh, The Venture Brothers book. And goddamn, it's it's fucking awesome. If you like that show, you owe it to yourself to buy this art book. Yeah, I think we, I think we get it. Um, yeah, it's I, forty bucks. Uh, and like I said, it's pretty. It's essentially just an oral history of the show, episode by episode. I do not have that yet, but I did, based upon your recommendation, pick up that Alien Encounters in Angel Grove book. Oh, that thing's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I like how the the uh, pictures are like all intentionally kind of shitty. They're like all they yes. have the SD transfers to pull off of, you know. And they're like, yeah, they're yes. just uh, 
old shitty file photos. I'm like, all right, that's clever. Yeah, no, they did a good job with that. But yeah, so. definitely grab the art uh, Venture Brothers art book. Gorgeous book. Uh, the art all looks great, and but really, I think the selling point for me is just Jackson Public and Doc Hammer talking about every episode. No, that sounds pretty fucking rad. I'm into it. You guys been watching the new season? I'm trying to uh, get. I'm rewatching the last season now. So because again, it was so damn long ago. I legit needed a refresher course. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I need to start over at the series in the beginning as I'm reading this book because there's just so much I don't remember and so much where I'm like, oh, man, I want to watch that again. Yeah, I picked up from season three on a few weeks ago. I started watching it there because I've seen the first two seasons a whole bunch of times. Um, yeah, but it's so, you know, convoluted and I mean, well plotted, but it's just, it's just big. I wanted to catch up a little bit yeah i've only seen it maybe all the way through maybe once because i started with season five. Oh wow well because like what i did was i just bought the first i bought the first season on dvd really liked it and then bought seasons two three and four and maybe five i can't remember all at once and just binged through them on dvd yeah it's it's really really good so i'm all like um I think uh, the last one I just watched was the one where uh, Monarch and 21 go out as the blue Morpho and Kano for the first time. <laughs> like, that's so fucking dumb and wonderful. It's great. I had totally forgotten the blue Morpho was established in like season two. They do. I, I, I guess, same thing. I just watched a lot of the old ones. They, they plant they, those are the guys too. They do the long game. Like, oh, in yeah. A big, big way. Like, uh, so was Captain Sunshine. Like Captain Sunshine was uh, seated in the finale for season one. That was Kevin That's Conroy, nuts. right? That was the Conroy stuff. Yeah, like when the monarch's in jail, and the henchmen go to deliver, go to see him in jail. He's behind the glass. He says, "You know." And so, did you deliver the charred remains to Captain Sunshine? And and then you don't see anything about him until he talk, the, one of the flashbacks. Uh, for like one of the guild parties, he mentions how, like, yeah, to this day, he still thinks I'm invulnerable. Don't know who he's talking about. And then years later, when the Captain Sunshine episode comes up, like, he hates the monarch and he makes comments about the fact that, like, yeah, he knows he's invulnerable, but he's still gonna find some way to hurt him and all this shit. And it was, <laughs> and granted, these are Venture Brothers seasons, so that means that that was like 7,000 years <laughs> after the joke started. <laughs> Yeah, apparently they're not putting the new episodes up on Hulu, but they have all the way through season six. Yeah, they'll put it up on Hulu when the season's over. I bet I could swim do. I bet I could convince Mary to hop on Venture Brothers. Oh, she would be all about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's an easy win for for you. Go for it. I guarantee a hundred percent success. Yeah. <laughs> what you got going on, nice? Oh, I've got some stuff. I saved all the shit that I've been watching this week for Comic Talk. Nice. But, uh, and I've got three different streaming services. I've got uh, recommendations for if you have any of these streaming services. All right. Uh, Netflix has both Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2. So I watched both of those this week. Probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. Like, Pulp I Fiction. I love those movies. Pulp Fiction is. A classic, but Kill Bill, both of those, two more than one are my favorites. 
phenomenal. Yeah, because it's got the crazy 88 fight in two. And it's, no, no, that's, that's in, in one. one. Oh, is it? No, no. shit. Two, yeah, no, I love. my favorite because of that fight. Two, oh, but I love. Two has because... the Lucy Liu fight, right? No, that's one. That's <laughs> what one. What the fuck happened in two then? <laughs> two is two when is she gets buried alive and then has the trailer fight with Daryl Hannah. Oh, okay. There we go. And they show her training with Pai Mei. Yes. Okay. And then, you know, she kills Bill. A five finger death punch. Yep. Uh, on Hulu, we stumbled upon this documentary called Perfect Bid. And it's a story about this dude who has been in the audience of The Price is Right about 30 times. What? And he's got a little bit of a, a beautiful mind Rain Man shit when it comes to prices. He realized back in the day that they reuse items on the show, in the showcases and in the pricing games and stuff. So well, he, yeah, sure. he was creating essentially spreadsheets with all these prices and memorizing them. And he would be in the audience. Kind of love that. He would be in the audience and a prize would come up and he'd yell from the audience the exact price. <laughs> That's awesome. And then someone would listen to him eventually and they they'd win and they'd get up to go on stage and you know Bob Barker acknowledged him a few times and he made it up onto the stage at one point and then uh you know it's not the best made documentary like some of the audio is really shitty like they've had to compress it after the fact but the story is really interesting and at one point Mary and I were watching it and it's like yeah, this is, like, I'm waiting for the salacious shit to happen. Like, this is kind of boring right here. And then the salacious shit happens, and it's like, yeah. So, oh, no. Uh, did he ever get to be a contestant? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he got to Does be he, a like, contestant. Does he, like, jerk off in the, in the crowd all the time or something? <laughs> What's funny is, like, he got to be a contestant, I think, in the 90s. And the rule back then was, once you're a contestant, you can't ever be a contestant again. So he would just go back and be in the audience knowing that he wouldn't get called down. He wasn't eligible. But then when they switched to Drew Carey, they got rid of that rule and he was able to kind of participate again. He didn't get called up, but he kept running into situations where, like, in order to get on the show, you have to camp out the night before to get in. So well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's enough mooks that want to be on the prices right that you can have a one and done rule and never run out of mooks. Right. So these people camp out overnight and they start talking. They become friendly and then like they form bonds. So if one of them gets pulled out of the crowd, they're all pulling for that person. So if you make friends with this one dude, you're you're in because he fucking knows his shit. <laughs> And I don't want to spoil it because it, it gets real interesting towards the end. And, uh, yeah, check that out. And then the last thing, uh, because the 11th hour got Amazon Prime, I loaded up Prime Video, and they've got Fleabag on there, which is the show from Phoebe Waller-Bridge who played L3 in Solo. It's kind of 
the show that got her her job as L3, and it's six 30-minute episodes. So we we watched the whole series in one night, and it's her kind of being a fucking just a hot mess uh, chick with bad relationships, but she breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera. It's it's super interesting, and I huh, really okay. enjoy her. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's called Fleabag on Amazon Prime Video. It is an exclusive there. Okay, all right. What you got, Jose? I watched almost a full season of Comedians in Cars Get Coffee. Okay. <clears throat> God, goddamn fingernail stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Why do you I've... swallow them? I live. <laughs> Tell my story. The boy's he, got a problem. He died doing what he loved, swallowing <laughs> fingernails. I wasn't swallowing. I was just chewing, and then it's like... <gasps> you know what? I've been there, man. I know exactly how you feel. I did that with some honey bunches of oats last week. Oh, no, and I hurt my throat making fun of Jose. <sighs> Come up, and uh, son. Yeah. Because uh, I saw that Dave Chappelle was on. So I fucking watched the, that season and then just was rearranging the office, kept it going. Um... Not bad. Kind of, kind of cool. Um, and this is Seinfeld's show, right? Yeah, so it's Jerry Seinfeld. It was a YouTube thing at first. Yeah. Right, but now it's like Netflix-backed or something. Like, they put some money into it to keep it going. So he picks a car that I guess he feels represents it, represents uh, that comedian. He picks I didn't up know that comedian. was part of it. Takes him to um, get some coffee and run an errand of that celebrity's, like, choice. Like, he just takes him to run an errand. But they're, like, you know, fucking nuts, rich, um, yeah, Lamborghinis and fucking old-time cars and fucking Bentleys and yeah yeah shit like that so um it was just funny that most of the comedians that he picked up on this one season all happen to have Netflix specials or a show <laughs> oh man isn't that a coincidence so I thought that that was funny but it was Dave Chappelle Neil Bream uh Neil Brennan love Neil Brennan um, have you seen like, the three mics? It's really good. Yeah. Neil uh, Breen. <laughs> That's a different show. That's a very different show. <laughs> um, who else? What, Kate McKinnon. He picks up uh, fucking Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. Picks up that old motherfucker. Picked him he up still, in a hearse. He still has some, some <laughs> wish to him. Um. Uh, check it out if you like Seinfeld. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's off the cuff. It's kind of fun, little thing. Check it out. 
Uh, other than that, just trying to figure out what do I need to catch up on. Is Jerry Lee Lewis or is it Chuck Berry that like to be pooped on? Oh. Chuck, Berry's, Chuck, Berry. Chuck Berry's thing was that he took photos of chicks peeing without their knowledge. Yeah, like, like he owned like a restaurant. Yeah. And he had a hidden camera in the bathroom. So oh, I don't geez. know. But he was the one that liked having chicks poop on him under a glass table. Uh, that yeah. might be. Huh. I'm not saying he didn't. But that's not what I know him, his sexual proclivities, but... Allegedly. Well, he got busted for that. I think he okay. did some jail time for the hidden camera. <laughs> New York Post article. Chuck Berry was more than a rock icon. He was also a huge pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? So I feel like that's uh, something you can say for a lot of rock icons. Isn't that what rock's based off? Right. Isn't all thing, when it really comes down to it, trying to get into the, someone's pants? I mean, I know that's why I'm in data analysis. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I love that. Ten things you never knew about Chuck Berry. Loves getting shit on under a glass table. Is that one of them? I have not found that yet. I did find that he would video chicks peeing. I'm I, I'm fine believing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it checks out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have literally no reason to not believe it. That's one of yeah. those things. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's be done. I'm okay with that wrap this shit up yeah let's do it again next week we're gonna talk about uh stand up comedians and other nonsense i've uh, already got uh seven yeah this gonna be, that's gonna be a tough one to pare down i need to go a little deeper i think and might uh, have to cut people off the list that were me too'd that's probably important yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be hard to separate art from artist on this one. Yeah, number one, Cosby with a bullet. <laughs> Super gross. So yeah, come back next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at YouTube.com/slash Panels on Pages. We'll do it all over again. So for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Night, love you, bye bye.
wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.